my hiding my kitane hotaka. Welcome to the panel. Happy Monday, panel family. Nice to be here. Wallace Chapman here. Uh, just some traffic here. State Highway 80, Lake Pukaki, Canterbury. Serious crash at 3.25pm due to a serious crash near the State Highway 80 slash 8 intersection. Uh, SH80 is now closed. And also the State Highway 1, Terrace Tunnel, Wellington. The Terrace Tunnel will be closed tonight, uh, 9pm to 5.30am for tunnel maintenance. So please use an alternative route there. Today on the show, it's often the first thing you want to know if your child starts a school, what's the class size? Well, today uh, the government has announced class sizes to decrease for years four to eight by one. A teacher of 27 years talks to us about that just after four. Climate protesters blocked the entrance to Wellington's Terrace Tunnel this morning. Do you support them? Let us know. And homestays are needed for students. Have you ever hosted a homestay guest? What was the experience like? And on the programme, in New Zealand is considering a snack overhaul and they want your ideas. About time I say, sick to death of those dry cookies and little crisps. So I have a brilliant suggestion. You will not want to miss it. That at 4.25 today. What's yours? Text me. two one. Zero one, And of course, Monday means the song whisperer, where you guess the lyrics, we play the song. Here it goes. Dark in the city, night is a wire, steam in the subway, earth is a fire. Do, 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 do. Woman, you want me, give me a sign, and catch my breathing even closer behind. Do, 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 do. What is it? Two, one, zero, one. This afternoon, Julia Hartley-Moore, licensed private investigator, but so much more than that. Julia, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Wallace. <laughs> I was fine until the doot, 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 doot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm all good. Thank you. Lovely yeah, to be good here. Good on you. Well, have a guess what the lyrics are. I know one person who will know, though, but uh, keep it quiet. Phil, Phil O'Reilly, uh, global business leader, no less. <laughs> I, just, I just thought you sounded vaguely creepy, actually. <laughs> I feel my breath and oh my god really stop it now <laughs> he's also the <laughs> managing director of Iron Duke Partners kia ora to you too Phil to alright Julia and Phil with me now finding a pair of shoes that fits just right can be a challenge for anyone large feet high in steps thin heel a foot bigger than the other or plus sized we all have unique bodies and feet so is there enough shoe size diversity in our local shoe market? Text me, 2101. What's the challenge with you? With us is size inclusive stylist and Tamaki Makoto Mo Doi. Kia ora, Mo. Kia ora, Wallace. How are you? I'm very well and really enjoyed your latest uh, column there. And you start by saying gold boots, nemesis. Um, uh, spoiler alert, you love a gold boot, Moi. Uh, I love any kind of colour in a boot. And the idea that I should have to have a hideous black boot with a giant piece of elastic on it (laughs) because I haven't got a tiny little leg is abhorrent, to be honest. Give me fashion, don't just give me shoes. I I reckon that we'd get a bit of a response on this because um, when it comes to diversity, uh, gosh, let's talk about shoe sizes because there aren't... Very, they aren't diverse. But tell me about your job and clients. Do they face challenges trying to find that right shoe? Absolutely. And you know what? It's 
far more emotionally charged than one would imagine. I had an email today from a lovely lady in her 60s saying that, you know, she's had to wear men's shoes from the time she was a teenager and what that's meant for her. Um, I think it's it's something we feel in the plus-size realm definitely, but it's the same with shoes. It's like you want fashion and it doesn't want you back. (laughs) You know, like there's an exclusive club that you're not part of. Um, there is a fantastic shoe store I have to shout out called Willow Shoes in Auckland that does um, bigger size shoes, so from a size 9 up, and they've got incredible options. And I know this because my mum shops there because <laughs> she's a size 11 huh. and she loves them. But, yeah, I've been really struggling, especially um, at Merchant and Me Piace, which is you know our biggest shoe chain, with my clients because no one I take in there seems to be able to zip up a long boot. Um, and the other day I was in there and there was a young woman sitting on the couch in her 20s who looked to be, I don't know, about a size 10 to 12, you know, definitely not plus size. And she had all these long boots lined up with the shop assistant consoling her because she couldn't fit a single pair. And I just sat and I looked at her and I thought, if she's not fitting them, then who is fitting them? That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, well, let's, uh, Mo, let's uh, have our panel join us on this. Uh, Julia Hartley-Moore, I don't know whether all this resonates with you or not. Oh well, come on, Wallace. You know I'm a, I'm a shoe collector. Um, okay. Well, my, my husband thinks I am. Um, but here's the thing, and I haven't done anything for the New Zealand shoe trade because I don't buy New Zealand shoes. But I've done heaps for the Italians. The thing that I would be saying here is that America, you've got to go further afield. America has bigger shoes, bigger because they often have bigger people and you should be able to wear fashion and enjoy fashion no matter what your size so i have found that american shoes are just naturally bigger anyway um and you can get boots that aren't i know what you're saying about you know having a hunk of elastic that you can get boots that are made, and it's very fashionable now, that aren't made of leather. They have got a, like a leather shoe, but the other part that fits your calf snugly is made of a very sort of a thick, very stretchy material. Well, here's so a, you, uh, interesting, Julia. Yeah, here's a text. I find it outrageous that I can't find boots to fit my calves here in New Zealand. Yeah. I, wish, I wish I could buy local, but I cannot. Mo, you want to respond to Julia? Yeah, I mean, I I hear what Julia's saying, you know, Americans are bigger, but I think I would argue that. Like, we've got a huge Māori and Pacifica population too, and trying to find shoes for some of the Pacifica women I work with is a serious challenge. <laughs> and so I really feel like I just, it happens to me every week that I'm out shopping with someone and they can't put the shoes. So who are the shoes being made for? Evans. And unfortunately, well, when the manufacturers, I, the manufacturers need to take note of this, don't they? Seriously, well, well, because they do, but unfortunately, I've had that discussion um, with me, Piachi. You know, I had it three years ago, which is what I wrote about in the article. Um, and the answer I was given about the gold boot: well, this is the PR sample, all of the gold boots. Therefore, they fit the model. Well, why don't the models look like me? Well, I'm the one buying the shoes. Yeah, or Mo, another one here. Uh, Total called this Kopapa Mo. It's ridiculous that New Zealand shoe shops don't make shoes that fit our calves. It is time for these shoe companies to make bigger shoes. Phil, your perspective on this? I don't know whether you find it hard to get a good shoe or not, or oh, what, 
I gave up shopping in New Zealand for shoes some years ago, and and, that I, right? and that's the challenge, isn't it? You'd love to support. I, I get all my suits done in New Zealand because you want to support yeah. local uh, businesses if you can, but you just, just don't bother. My, my shoe size is a 13F. Oh, you know, try and wow. find one of those in New Zealand. It's hopeless. Wow. What, interesting, so, so I'm lucky enough to be able to travel and get it. And it's actually quite hard to get these shoes online because, of course, you get them and they don't quite fit. You've got to go send them back and get another one. It's all just turns into a bit of a faff, really. But what I'm finding, so so, yeah, so it is sizes, but it goes to the nature of the market. The New Zealand market's so small and the Pacific market is a tiny market if you're making shoes, right? So there's there's some, regrettably, there's just some some logic that, it, that says shoe companies won't necessarily be able to do all that or not, won't seek the reason to do that. But it gets actually worse. I was in Nike, London, I mean, you'd think they'd have my shoe size, wouldn't you? Yeah. I walk into Nike London and say, have you got a shoe for me, a size 15 or whatever it was in the UK there? They said, no, we don't stock the media to go online. I mean, good Lord, even in big capitals now, they're saying basically if you're a bit big or a bit small, see you later because they just can't be bothered putting all the stock into the shop for you. So, you know, it's, it's becoming a real issue, I think, not just here but worldwide. But I do agree with the point that the U.S. actually, not all the U.S., but some parts of the U.S. have quite big shoes. But that's all lovely for us, isn't it? You know, we can travel. Not so great for people who can't and still want to, and still want to have a fashion experience. Yeah, Mike says, I have a niece with size 12 feet. She has to shop online overseas. So uh, finally, uh, Mo, what is, because uh, needless to say, it's, it is an issue, um, and back to your point, gold boots or not, you want to feel good in a pair of shoes, shoes are special, huh? Um, what would be advice or a message that you could impart from yourself and those wanting a shoe uh, to the manufacturers this afternoon? Uh, I think I would actually like to start by saying to the women that are having these frustrations, mm. It is the clothes job to fit you, not the other way around, including the boots. So don't go into a store and feel like it's just you. You're not alone. There's thousands of us feeling the same, and it's really, really frustrating. To the manufacturers, I'd have to ask, are they working um, with stylists and product designers that have inclusivity in mind and actually testing the market and using a variety of fit models to make sure that they've got a product that will fit a big variety of people. I understand, I really do, that any sort of size inclusivity costs money, right? Pattern design costs money, grading patterns costs money. It does. However, someone like Merchant at Me Piachi are buying in thousands of styles, you know, from overseas. Maybe they could just buy less but do it a bit better just because it's the right thing to do. Good on you, Mo. Lovely to have you on the program. Kia ora. Thanks, Wallace. That's uh, Mo Doy there. Uh, interesting, isn't it? Size inclusive stylist uh, in Auckland there. Very good indeed. All right, Julia Hartley-Moore, I've been thinking. Well, Wallace, the other day I woke up and I started to get texts from people saying, oh, my God, you didn't tell me you were retiring and your daughters are taking over the company. And I thought, have I been away on holiday or has something happened? Um, and it's really weird when you hear this because I have no no inkling of retiring. Just let me get that out there. I am not retiring. But it's really funny when you hear someone say, look, I got it on very good authority from someone within your own industry that you're retiring. And How I mean, strange. you know... And people talk about things, that, and no one knows me. I'm very reclusive. I don't mix in, amongst my colleagues. I have my, my investigators, and that's it. It's a very tight bunch. And I think 
where on earth do these things start? Okay, and so how somehow, yeah, somehow the word's got around that you're retiring, um, but you're not. Just briefly, though, isn't the aspiration, don't you want to, when you turn 65, Julia Hartley-Moore, put your feet mm-hmm. up, get rid of the business, and actually just stay at home, have scones and tea? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like an energizer bunny. I'll I'll stop one day and that'll be it. I'll be all over. I'll be put in a rubbish bag. But, do you know, I have actually got more on my plate now at this age, and I've ticked over to 69. I've got I'm doing more now than I have ever done. I have some very big projects on, and I'm busier than I have ever, ever been. And that's why when I heard this, I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Okay, 69. I didn't know that. 69. Here I see 65. 69 and still going incredibly strong. Kia ora, Julia. Well, I'm only 69. Oh, exa- just yeah, number. only just yeah. a number. Yes. Phil O'Reilly, I've been thinking. Well, I was I was doing some work for, uh, for a client just in the last couple of days uh, um, about the nature of political leadership and political decision-making. And, and I decided to present the work to the that was a leadership team thing, on the steps of Parliament, which they'd asked for. Right? And I was, I got sunburnt today doing that. It's a lot of sunny the other day. But what, what it did, because I got my staff to research it and we were doing a bit of research, and I started pulling out pictures and it reminded me of what a special place Parliament steps are because we all think they're about protest, right? But actually they're also a place of inspiration. I pulled out pictures of Gerald Wall uh, discussing homosexual law reform in the 70s. They're a place of welcome. I remember there was a great picture of the Queen in 1954 being welcomed there. And they're a place of of, um, of of announcement of the hardest things. I picked out uh, the announcement of the First World War being read out from the, the steps wow. of the parliament. So just it's a cool thing. I've been thinking about this, this sort of steps that you just see on the on the news occasionally, just how much of a, of a part of New Zealand's history and society and uh, our commemoration of all of these things that they should be. And we should we should we should feel good about that as opposed what to just thinking it's about thought. protests. No, well, of all types of uh, actions, but what a yeah. wonderful thought. Almost sounds like some sort of history just called The Steps. <laughs> the last century. I love it, Phil. <laughs> Good on you. All right, there is a lot to talk about, including car class sizes decreased by one. A teacher of 27 years explains to us what it means. That just after four, right here on the panel.